Welcome back to Coffee Connections Insights from innovators in the Atlanta nonprofit world. My name is Seth Weiner and I am your Rockshineer. I'm still, uh, well, you know what? I'm going to tell you where I'm at. I'm in Florida. No, no longer sunny South Florida, but in sunny St. Pete. And it is gorgeous here. I know I'm rubbing it in, but uh, I stayed here a couple days more because it's like, why go back to 29 degrees when it's 76 degrees? So I'm enjoying it here, but I am headed back to Atlanta after... Uh, this two months of uh, being down south and uh, the bird must fly home, I guess. Right. Is that what it is? At any rate, though, I'm looking forward to getting back to Atlanta. And uh, that said, uh, if you've missed any of the Coffee Connections, you go to coffeeconnections.live to see all of our past episodes. Uh, and we've got a great season ahead of us. Uh, some great recommendations have come through and we are going to continue talking to so many uh, just outstanding nonprofits. And every week, it's a new insight. Uh, there's always something you can take away. Uh, learning, take back to your organization, take back to whatever you do, and just also great ways to learn about organizations to give and contribute to, be it your dollars or your time and energy. Um, so as we get into today, uh, I'll also remind everyone, as a benefit auctioneer specialist, uh, I got to tell you, people are embracing virtual, and we're seeing great success. So if you're in an organization, you're like, I just don't know what we're going to do. America's not opening up next month. It's just not going to happen. So don't sit and wait. Time to go ahead and activate uh, and lots of fun, creative ways to do it. But I'll share more about that later. I'm really excited. Actually, I want to share with you all. Eventually, we're about to do the JCC in Nashville's uh, fundraiser. We're going to do a virtual color war. So I will save more information on that and tell you about it after because it's going to be awesome. But now, today... Uh, February something, right? It's like mid-February. How is it mid-February? My gosh. Today, we have a great guest, actually two guests, um, and these guests uh, are with Takun Olam Makers. Now, Gail Reese is the Chief Development Officer at TOM, I'll call him. So we're going to call him Tom for short. Uh, she, joins, uh, she joins Tom from the Jewish Agency, where she served as President CEO of International. Uh, she has extensive experience in cultivating and engaging donors and foundations and a deep knowledge and understanding of nonprofit development. Now, Teddy, Teddy is an old soul, but a young man who is right here in Georgia Tech, right? He's at uh, Georgia Institute of Technology. 
and a third-year student in the computer engineering program. He is definitely making the future real. Throughout his time at Georgia Tech, he has been involved with several campus organizations, including serving as the treasurer of the Georgia Tech Ice Hockey Club, which is probably really busy today because, I mean, it's got to be all ice in, in Atlanta. It's the South, right? Uh, Teddy joined Tom uh, Georgia Tech community during its inception in 2019 and got involved because he was excited for the opportunity to use his skills to better the lives of others in a meaningful way. And folks, the, this group here, I want to tell you before we even introduce them anymore, they are the grant recipients. They won first place in the Innovation Prize. That's $35,000 that they won at Hillel's Tikkun Olam. Um, they won, excuse me, they won at the Jewish Federation of Greater Atlanta's first ever Propel Pitch uh, competition. So we'll talk about that mo and more. Uh, so please uh, welcome to the show both our guests, Teddy and... Gail. Hello. Hi. Hey. Thank you for inviting us and having us for Coffee Connections. Absolutely. Now, do you both drink coffee? I had coffee earlier. I've got my water bottle here now. It's uh, time for some afternoon water, but sometimes <laughs> in the morning we'll drink some coffee for uh, beginning of classes and such. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, Gail, I saw you had a glass. Let's, I mean, a mug. Let's look at that. Do we even know uh, what where this is from? Oh, I'm in Florida. That's Mickey. Oh, it's not Mickey Mouse. It's Michigan. Oh, you got me fooled there. You got me fooled. Yeah, yeah. And I need that big mug every morning to start my day. <laughs> now, what do you put in that mug? Is it dark coffee, light coffee? What do you do? I'm, the, I'm not a Starbucks. I hope both of you are okay. I'm the old-fashioned uh, Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Well, you're so, Northeast, right? It's a big deal here, and it's moving down south, in fact. There are more Dunkin' Donut franchises going south than you would imagine. Well, hopefully by going south, you mean south area. <laughs> <laughs> yes, south, right. Don't say that to the corporate offices, but no, yes, no. going into the southeast area, in fact. Yeah, I like my Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Uh, I'm, I'm a fan of their iced coffee, quite frankly. Yeah. Yeah, there's one a uh, couple couple blocks away from Georgia Tech, and it's a hot spot for me and my friends to go to sometimes. So definitely, definitely stop by the Dunkin'. There's a Starbucks nearby too. Not too picky. Yeah. Is there a uh, is there a Georgia Tech uh, like um, mom and pop type shop? Uh, coffee yes, shop there's a there? Blue Donkey co uh, coffee on campus, and that's uh, basically chocolate milk with some caffeine in it, which is really good. Wow. Um, so that's that's the go-to if it's also only a couple steps away. So can't complain. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's jump into this episode. And I, uh, can you talk about Takuna Lawmakers? And I'm going to actually have Gail go ahead and uh, set us up. Well, um, again, I want to thank you for inviting us to be on and every and any opportunity that we can share what Tom is all about is so welcomed. And uh, I thank you, Seth, again. So My what's pleasure. Tom? Tom is a nonprofit organization that started in Israel and has now turned global. We're a global network of communities that operate in 29 countries, 70 locations, and in particular, what we're going to showcase today, 19 college campuses. And the objective of Tom is to work to improve the lives of uh, people around the world who have needs that aren't being addressed. And how we do that is we are the 21st century Tukun Olam makers. 
which really, and Teddy will speak to it, and he exemplifies the, um, the ability to take and harness the power of technology and innovation for social good and impact. And at the end of the day, our goal is to provide anyone, anywhere, with affordable and accessible solutions to their needs. And how does this happen? There are two important audiences that come together to make it happen. There are people who have unmet needs, unmet needs meaning that there isn't a market or a government solution to what their situation presents. And then there are people like Teddy who have the talent and skills to address these needs. Together, the need knower who has the need and the need maker who is uh, Teddy and his friends come together and they create and build a solution to the problem. So where does this all happen? How do we make this happen? Our incredible ecosystem lands us on college campuses. Why? Because they have the magic ingredients to success. Students, the students who are interested in using their skills and their talent for good. Takun Olam, repairing the world. Faculty, we've been able to uh, engage the faculty and administrations on these campuses. Why? Because Tom Takun Olam Makers brings together the curricular and the extracurricular activities. Students have to further their uh, learning by experiential and practical uh, programming. And so Tom on campuses provides that niche. Third ingredient are innovation labs. And again, every campus today, whether it's Georgia Tech or the University of Michigan, they have innovation labs for their students to dream and work on uh, projects. And what they have found and we have asked, most labs are underused. They're perhaps used by their students 30 to 40% of the time. And therefore the schools are more than happy to have their students use the labs to dream up solutions on their off time. And the last two ingredients are clubs. As Teddy alluded to and Seth, we work closely with clubs such as Hillel, such as the Greek uh, Life, such as other organizations whereby the specific skill set whether it's applied sciences, whether it's the business school, come together to do good. And lastly, we bring the community together so that we're able to bring Hillel with Georgia Tech, with the Atlanta Federation, everyone involved to do good to Kun Olam. So I've given you the shell and now the, um, the jewel is what uh, Teddy is leading for Tom in, at Georgia Tech. And really, uh, it's my pleasure to introduce him. We're so proud and honored to have a serious, and what Seth, I wrote it down, he is an old soul in a young body, very practical and so low key. Um, it just is a pleasure to introduce Teddy and tell you and let him tell you what he does on campus. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Teddy.
Welcome. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's really great to be here and be able to talk about Tom and kind of get the word out even more. Um, and yeah, Gail gave a really good overview on kind of what we do as kind of a global organization, who we are. And then on Georgia Tech specifically, we kind of take that and bundle it up into what we call a makeathon, which is kind of our version of a hackathon. Um, because we realized really that like coming on campuses, you know, you hear about hackathons, there's all of these different ones, but a lot of times they can seem kind of daunting. You've got to have these like super nice programming skills or know how to do these super intense, complex things. And I mean, at least for me coming in, I was like, well, I can't do that. Like, <laughs> there's no way I'll be able to compete in those. And I think what Tom does really well is it brings together people of all different majors and all different backgrounds and all different skills together into groups that can really make a difference and use their skills in a meaningful way. Um, and so what we do is throughout this Makeathon weekend, which is three days, our next one's March 12th through 14th, we pair student teams up together. Um, so there's usually five to seven in a team. And then we give them a unique challenge that came from some need knower. Um, so they get to work one-on-one -on -one with a person that has this challenge that doesn't have a market solution or isn't affordable or really just kind of doesn't exist right now. Um, and we say, go use your technology and use your skills to go make it for them. Um, and it's super cool. We get to see all these innovative designs come up. And because it's such a wide kind of broad range of people we're helping and broad set of challenges, it doesn't, you don't have to be a star programmer, or know how to expertly 3D model everything that you can ever think of. We can have a couple people of different skills to really create this unique prosthetic device that maybe has some robotic components to help them cut different things in the kitchen or get out of their chair if they need help with that. And then someone else can work with the 3D modeling and someone else can work with the outreach to really communicate with that need knower and get what they need and kind of the insight they need to create that model. Um, so Georgia Tech has been a great place to get that going because we have so many bright students here. Um, and it's really kind of that core of students at the school that's kind of made us into what we are and kind of elevated us to where we are now and hopefully even farther in the future. Set off. I've never done that to myself. I muted myself. <laughs> I That's saw amazing. A... Most people would want me muted, so it's okay. <laughs> um, so no, that's, that's something that's... I would do. That yeah, I know. Something I would do. <laughs> Is this thing on? Hey, you know. Uh, so Teddy, uh, that's awesome work, and I think of Georgia Tech, and I think of all the the uh, uh, robots that have come out of there throughout the years, and and just the technology, just the access you have to such brains there is amazing. So. What are some of the visions that you all have? Like, what are some of the things that you're thinking are going to come through at this? Uh, uh, you call it the um, uh, the makeathon. The makeathon. Yes, yes, yes. What, so yes, what, what so are some the things there? There's a couple things. We so we had a couple challenges last year. Um, last year was our first year, and we were super excited to kind of have a makeathon. And then, of course, kind of the world shut down because of COVID, so we weren't actually able to get all the way through last year. Mm -hmm. um, but so we have some ideas from there that were including. We had a couple of need knowers who were um nonverbal and so needed some sort of app or technology to help them communicate um, so we had a few teams that were going to work on kind of apps and devices that would help them create common phrases or words or subjects that they needed to say so that their caretakers could help communicate them with them in a better way um, one of the challenges we're going to work on this year is a person submitted on behalf of their mom who 
has trouble kind of seeing her phone and hearing notifi notifications that come through. And so is missing text messages from all her family. And so he wants kind of an indicator light and some sort of picture frame or wall mounted device that they can put up in the room, make it look good. And then whenever a text comes through, it can flash green or something so that she knows something's coming through and can actually go and communicate and respond to the family members that I'm sure are super worried or want to get something through. Um, so those are a couple. I know there's some that other devices that always come up with um, inserts or attachments for wheelchairs. A big one is having like an umbrella or rain attachment um, so that they can still get around, but then also stay covered from the rain, which in Atlanta these days is definitely a big thing uh, since it's been raining for like two weeks straight now. So a little jealous that you've been down in Florida. Um, but yeah, there's, I mean, that's one of the great things about it too, is there's such a wide range of kind of challenges that we can look at that no matter kind of what you bring in, we're usually able to match you with a student team that has that skill set and is able to produce that concept. That's a lovely idea though. See, it's not always the, it's not always the big, big things. It's not always like, well, we have to reinvent a whole new wheelchair. It's like, well, wheelchairs work, but how can we make it better? It could be these subtle things. And then I, I would imagine, and correct me if I'm wrong, but what might happen when you start working on something subtle and then it moves to the next person to fix, you know, to do this part and moves to the next person to do this part. I imagine just like a conversation, you might discover a whole other use for things or, or whole other ideas in the process. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And that's kind of one of the big things about Tom. And I think that kind of makes us unique as a makeathon is documentation and open sourcing these ideas. Um, so one of our big proponents at the makeathon, we drill it into everyone's heads. They probably get annoyed. We sound like a broken record, but is document everything. You got to create good build instructions, what materials you're using, how you make it. And then we package that all up and put it on the Tom Global website. So that anyone who has a similar need can go there, re-download it, and source it themselves, find a community near them to build it, or if they have the skills, build it themselves as well. And so that's kind of how we get that out to disseminate these products to not just the one person we're helping during the weekend, um, but across the world as well. Um, I know one example, Gail, you may be able to talk about this a little right. bit as well, is the PJ Prosthesis. I was just, yeah, I um, was going, I was going to say that that is an example and we hope that something like that's going to come out of teddy's uh fun but exactly what you said seth it started in israel where a young vet came back and needed he had a prosthesis state-of-the-art prosthesis that the israeli government provided for him but there were two things he wanted to do that he couldn't one was to cook by himself he loved to cook and one was to draw and he came to our lab in Tel Aviv and said, help me. And we were able, we being people like Teddy, who volunteered their time to create an affordable addition to his prosthesis that allows him to cook and to draw. And that was documented, documented, documented on our website. And a few months later, a man in Singapore his name is Boone, had become victim to the flesh-eating disease and lost similarly the limbs that our friend in Israel lost, but he had lost two. It was the uh. Uh, lower part of his arm. And fast forward, he went to a makerspace as what Teddy's doing at Georgia Tech. They took the, they downloaded what was on our website 
and refinessed it and recreated so Boone could now be independent. He wanted, he was middle-aged, he wanted after receiving this to be able to be independent. And last, let's fast forward one more time, there was a young girl, Yael, who's 16 years old, who similarly lost her lower limb, and she wanted to, to play the violin. Her prosthesis wasn't nimble enough in her fingers to allow for that. And we worked on it and worked on it, and this past Hanukkah, she was able to start playing the violin. All of this was as a start of something that's gonna happen at Georgia Tech. And by documenting mm -hmm. it and being open source, maker spaces in the 29 countries and 70 locations we have bring the, the person who needs it to a place where yeah. it can be developed. So what about, you say open source and whatnot, and people are coming in that way, but what prevents, say, someone from saying, wow, this is really great, I'm going to take this and build it my own and, you know, shark tank it or whatnot? Well, they have to, to be honest, you have to sign on the dotted line or the virtual uh -huh. dotted line, and nothing prevents, but we haven't yet, uh, since I've been here, which isn't that long, we haven't had that um, happen, and if it is, unfortunately uh there's nothing because it is right. open source but if, if something comes out of it that's just so amazing is it is it you'll keep it open source in that sense or is it like yeah. well we're you know, not, we, can, we can mass we, produce this and we haven't gotten to that point i uh -huh. think we're going to continue open source because it allows again those who can yeah. least afford it to now afford there is not a, a we try to make it so that they're only paying those that are the need knower at cost what the to develop the uh solution hmm. that's that's really interesting and so folks you can go to uh let me pop that up right there tomglobal.org for all this information and more and you know what else you could do while you're there yes that's right you can make a donation and, yay uh, <laughs> and speaking of donations uh uh teddy you can speak a little bit about what you just got uh from the uh, Atlanta Jewish Federation or the Jewish Federation of Greater Atlanta. Uh, so talk a little bit about that, what that process is like, and then let's talk about uh, on the global side, how the fundraising works. So we'll start with you, Teddy. Yeah, that was a huge achievement. Uh, had no idea that was going to happen, but was super excited. So we basically through one of our main sources of funding is these grants that we get from Jewish Federation of Atlanta and other places. And so they had a pitch competition this year where they invited the teams that were getting their funding already to create a short video about the organization, pitch it to them, a panel of judges, and then come and speak about it and choose a winner to get additional funding. Um, so we decided to put Tom into that race. Uh, we created a video on it, uh, which is also super fun. We got to use all teleprompters and big cameras, uh, <laughs> cool like video making. Um, and, you know, I kind of went in as kind of I have done for a lot of things, low expectations, like, you know, fun experience. There's so many cool organizations in here, like Tom's still new, we're still a small org, like there's no way we're gonna win. Um, and lo and behold, we end up with $35,000 to kind of help us expand Tom. Um, and yeah, one of the things we've been trying to do with that money is, you know, we're here on Georgia Tech's campus, but through Halal and our connections there, there's so many other campuses across Georgia that we can reach. Mm -hmm. Um, and especially outside of the Atlanta area, like at UGA in Athens, you know, 
were a little too far to maybe say help some need knower in Athens with a prototype that they want delivered there. So if we can get onto UGA's campus, then we have an even wider net now of need knowers that can access us and reach us. Um, so our kind of whole goal of that money was to use it to help kind of widen Tom both on Tech's campus so we can host a bigger and better Makeathon next year and then also spread it to other campuses as well. Um, so it's a co super cool experience. Um, I'm really excited that we we're able to win and really happy and kind of thankful that they decided to choose us. And uh, we're hoping that we can help spread it and make Tom into an even bigger thing than it already is. That's awesome. And uh, on the global side, how does the fundraising for wh where do the funds come to keep this going? So interest thankfully and interestingly, we are able to attract and engage um, several di di different philanthropic sources. Mm -hmm. One is, as, Giddy, as um, Teddy just mentioned, are federations. And we reach out to federations because many federations, many organizations are looking to attract and engage young people, those that uh, may not be involved in uh, the, the Jewish community at all. And um, Atlanta is really at the forefront in terms of their innovation fund, setting aside dollars for young people to get their hands dirty and use their, they may not have the financial means right now, mm -hmm. but if they have their talents, their uh, neshema and their soul, this is the future leader. Teddy is going to be the future leader of some big um, Jewish community, whether Atlanta or if he returns back to Chicago. But number one, it's federations. Number two, mm -hmm. there are many uh, individuals um, who really want to uh, spread tikkun olam and Jewish tradition on college campuses so that we're able to link alumni like those that went to Michigan to fund the Michigan program as they did uh, here in Atlanta. So it's individual donors, foundations we're reaching out to. And the third um, are those corporate who are in technology and innovation right, right. that want to move in that direction as well. Yeah. Now, Teddy, do you have uh, local sponsors in Atlanta that are providing um, material uh and what have you as sponsorship? So maybe not just financial, but uh, on material. So that's kind of something we've been working on. Um, still trying to get some more partnerships as well. But we work with a couple of Jewish organizations, JF and CS uh, Federation, of course, uh, JCC to source our need knowers as well. Um, so they've mm -hmm. been great community partners to get the Atlanta community involved and those with the challenges we want. Um, but then in terms of materials, that's really kind of where we need that funding and kind of why mm -hmm. this prizes are so important for us is at the Makeathon, our goal is by the end of the weekend, you have something that you can send home with this person that it may not be fully fleshed out in like super nice materials, but is functional. And so mm -hmm. each team meets with their need knower a couple of weeks before the event, has some ideation sessions, and then they get a small budget to go get those materials, we source them for them so that they can actually build whatever they're making out of it. Um, so that funding is really crucial for us to be able to continue to fund these teams and get the materials so that we can actually create these kind of ready to go prototypes by the end of the weekend. That's all. I mean, that's awesome. I look forward to seeing what you all create at this one. I'll have to, uh, you'll have to circle back and let me know. Um, now you mentioned Hillel a couple times. What, uh, what's Hillel's role in this? 
Or is that is this just Georgia Tech, or is that in general? We um, we are excited. It's we we approach organizations and and college campuses similarly from the top down and the bottom up so that in most of our college campuses we have been involved uh, with Hillel's locally and it just happens synergistically the ecosystem allows for it at the same time i've been working at the national level to have uh our tom program be in, an integral part of the menu of opportunities that Hillel's are offering on their college campuses each year. And so we're working both ways and it's expanding. Um, it's expanding from Florida up north and then to the west. So we are successful right. that way. Well, yeah, awesome. I think one other point to touch on, especially with uh -huh. like Hillel's is, you know, especially at a school like Georgia Tech where there's so many hundreds of opportunities for people to get involved in and so many cool things going on. You know, the big thing is just getting us out there and getting word of mouth and kind of making people realize what Tom is, Tom is and want to get excited and get involved. And so they've just been a huge help, even in that regard of maybe not funding, maybe not mm -hmm. sourcing need knowers, which they've also helped with as well. But even just telling people saying, hey, this is Tom. Here's what we do. You should get involved and just spreading the word so that people actually know what we are and can join our makeathon and join the club in future years as well. I love it. Now, I've got a very, very, very important question. Now, Teddy, if your organization's Tom, is there a Jerry organization out there? Because it's in the so. works. It's kind of a uh, it's an underground <laughs> project right now. We're not supposed to speak too much about it, but it's it's coming soon. Okay. <laughs> well, this has all been wonderful. Thank you both so much for your time and uh, for your work. And I mean, you know, we talk about the future. We talk about innovation. I mean, you don't get more innovator. I mean, you don't get more innovation than being an innovator like yourself. And uh, and and then to to take these skills, you could you could just learn. You could just go into school and, you know, get that go after that job and career. But you're, you're making a difference in the world as you learn. And that is the very, very powerful message and, and lesson for life. And it will serve you well, but it will serve you serving others well is, is, is huge. So thank you for doing that. Uh, and Gail, thank you so much for your time and energy and continuing to make the world a better place. It sounds like your life has been full of doing that and you continue to do that. So thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you again, Seth, for inviting us. Absolutely. Now, I don't let my guests go without asking them to recommend a future guest in Atlanta Innovator uh, in the nonprofit world. Is there anyone that you would recommend to be a guest on Coffee Connections? Well, you know, there is someone who has been um, a mentor to me and has really demonstrated what a philanthropist and how a philanthropist can have impact. And his name is Steve Selig. He is, um, he's every, his love for Atlanta and his service for the community are well known. I'm sure you've heard his name. And heard his name and seen his name on many, many, many wonderful projects. I think your audience would enjoy hours with Steve for his experience. His, he is a man that demonstrates using his heart, his head, and his hand for good. And mm -hmm. I highly recommend him. Well, I very much appreciate that. It would be a pleasure to have him on the show. And, and it was a pleasure to have both of you on the show. Thank you so much for your time. And Thank you. Enjoy. Try to stay warm, everyone. It, I know it's cold, but you know what's not cold? The Seth. warmth of love. Seth, don't be saying that. <laughs>
All right. Thank you again. Bye, Teddy. Bye. It was great talking with you guys, too. Thank Same you so here. much Have for letting day, us talk about time. Yes, yes. All right. Bye, everyone. We'll see you on Tuesday.